Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly radio show and podcast where we'll be talking about the secrets behind living an inspired and extraordinary life. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Stephanie Blackbird, who's talking to us from sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Stephanie is a veteran of the film and television industry, and she has been successfully working as a health and wellness coach and network marketing professional for the past 11 years. Most recently, Stephanie has become CEO and founder of a group called Very Inspired People, where its members come together to help one another really strive to reach their full potential in all aspects of their life. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellen. And we met during those times of the film industry. Yes, we did many years ago in beautiful Prague. That, that, those were some fun times for sure. Yes. Yes, but we have both come a very long way since then and, you know, both physically and living in different places and also in our careers. But I want to start out just giving our listeners a little background on you and, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about the different, I guess, paths your career has taken. It's very interesting. But there has been this underlying um, thread of the health and wellness throughout. Yeah, well, thank you for asking that. My gosh, yes, thinking about my background, and I don't even know where to begin, but I'll I'll just start with sort of an overview that for many, many years, I felt like something was actually wrong with me because I would get into a certain career and then 10 months later, I'd be completely bored and looking for the next thing to do. And I thought I was completely unemployable. And it, uh, the, it led me to film and television production, which I think the reason I lasted so long in that is because I did freelance and I got to travel and I was on different projects. So there wasn't sort of a nine to five routine, which is something I think I was very resistant to. So that allowed me to work in film and television for 10, 12, 13 years or so. And then I kind of segued into event production and, and the nonprofit sector and kind of still kept looking for the thing that would be my thing. And so what I finally realized is that the act of, or the the fact that I was unemployable really for me meant that I'm an entrepreneur and I'm not meant to work for others, I'm meant to work with others. And I didn't know how I would do that. Yes, my nickname in the 90s was Granola Mama. I've been passionate about health and wellness since I actually became pregnant with my son, which is 34 years ago now. But I didn't dream or imagine that that could be a profession for me. It was just something I loved. And uh, so by virtue of that, it led me to once I really really was clear I wanted to get out of film and television, I went to work for a health and wellness company in Utah. And that company happened to be a network marketing company, which was an industry that I really didn't know anything about. All I knew was I was resistant to it because that was not for, you know, people who could get real jobs. That was my silly opinion back then but luckily because I was working at corporate it opened my mind enough to kind of think maybe there is something about this and I saw just regular people living extraordinary lives by simply sharing something they loved and they got to step into their greatest way of being and that really intrigued me 
that people got to create their own future and create their own lives according to their own design. So I became a student of that industry and eventually the story is kind of sorted how it all ended up being coming to my life. But 11 years ago, I became a network marketing professional. I certainly wasn't a professional when I started. I shouldn't say that, but I got into the profession of network marketing. Let me say that. It's interesting how your career has aligned with the, with your purpose in life. You're very successful in your career with health and wellness and also financially, but all of that didn't just happen to you. You were able to achieve all that you have because of your grit and your determination to stick with it. You know, you absolutely, you nailed it. And I think what differentiates someone who's successful in any industry and who might not be or in any profession or endeavor is that perseverance. And I think we live in such an instant world. And especially in my industry, you know, you hear these stories of six figures in six months and millionaire in 14 months. And those things do happen, but they're rare. Let's be real. And people then expect, well, I've been doing it for two years and I'm not there yet. So I, I suck at it. For me, I drew a line in the sand. For me, I said, this is it. I don't care how long it takes me to build this to a residual sustainable income. Uh, And the money for me wasn't as much of an issue, like making money as, as building a legacy. That really was what it was about for me. But it started out with, this is it. I'm not going back to working for other people. This is the vehicle. And, you know, have have there been lots of shiny objects thrown in my path in 11 years? Absolutely. Did I look at them? Absolutely. But I know what what really led to my success is the fact that every single um, I wouldn't say every single I shouldn't say every single day, but I didn't I didn't dabble in this. I did something pretty much almost daily, even if it was 20 minutes. But I didn't, you know, go gung ho for two months and then walk away for two months. I was very persistent and very consistent. And I think the only way people do fail is when they quit. That's that to me is failure. But doing things wrong and screwing up, that's not failure. That's life. And that is the journey. Those are the steps to success. Yeah. And I think that that's relevant no matter what career you're in. It's that commitment and showing up day after day, no matter what, even on those days when you have something has gone wrong and you'd really rather stay in bed. But it's getting up and, and, you know, showing up, I think, is the key to everything. I think you're right. And I think it's something people actually look for. You know, there's so I was just at a um, seminar, a business seminar, and somebody was talking about certainty. And I said, you know what? Certainty is sexy. And I was going to get a T-shirt that says that. And when you're really clear on where you're going and why you're doing what you're doing, uh, I think that's attractive to people having that certainty to follow. And I read a wonderful book by Simon Sinek that really resonated for me. He has a TED Talk, if anybody wants to check that out, called Start With Why. And he said, people don't buy buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And that's that whole mission, vision, here's where I'm going, do you want to come along piece? Yeah, that's also true no matter what business you're in. I find that um, consistently across the board. That ties in with something I did want to talk with you about, which is authenticity. And I know that is a very important part of what you're doing across, you know, everything in, in your life these days. Um, and I, I think that that's another thing that people are attracted to. It's, it's when you have your why and when you're just being yourself and you're willing to 
accept that maybe not everybody's going to like you or, you know, um, resonate with you, but, but you're, you're willing to just be yourself anyway. That is a, that's such a, a, a valid point and a huge point. And actually 2016 for me was a huge introspection year. I just, I actually pulled aside some of the books I read last year, which will give you an idea of the kind of journey I was on because I felt like I got a little away from that authenticity. And so I read, for example, just a few examples, The Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, The Universe Has Your Back by um, uh, Gabby Bernstein, Untethered Soul, Michael Singer, E Squared, Pam Grout, A Year of Living Consciously, and Meet Your Soul, one of my favorite books by Alyssa Romeo. She's phenomenal. And I started to realize that I had really gotten in my effort, I guess, to fit in and be liked and not offend anyone, especially, you know, social media, you're really out there. I started to really water down who I was and what I stood for. And there are certain things that I'm very passionate about like, as you know, health and wellness, protecting animals, the environment, etc. Some things I maybe I'm not as passionate about, but I really wasn't expressing my voice fully because I didn't want to piss anyone off. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your (laughs) show. And as a result, I just became this watered down version of myself. And I actually have a journal journal entry about this. And, you know, I'd been struggling for years wanting to fit in. And in my effort to fit in, I think I started to try to be like this person that I admired or that person that I admired. And especially, you know, well, in any profession, I'm sure everyone has mentors and people that they look up to. And I certainly had some outstanding women um, in our company that I looked up to and admired. And, but I couldn't be more like them because what I finally realized was that what I admired the most was their individuality. And you can't really model individuality. You know, I could certainly model their systems, work ethic, those things, but um, who they were really isn't something that I could model. So I felt like years kind of putting layers on, you know, and it starts even in childhood, like being the good girl and behaving well so mommy doesn't get mad and then being good in school so the teacher likes you and then being a good wife, which in my first marriage meant don't talk too much, nobody wants to hear from you. So I had all these layers and layers and layers of cloaks and masks. And last year for me was really a year of peeling away because I was kind of getting smothered. And whether I chose to wear those or they'd been cast upon me, it felt like I had really lost touch with who I was at my authentic core. I think a lot of people, you know, have the same experience and don't, are fearful of stepping into that authentic voice. Do you have any tips you can share or techniques you used to start being a little bit less fearful around that? Well, I think it, you know, certainly for me, reading some of these books, there are great podcasts about this kind of stuff, but that really helped me, um, YouTube videos, et cetera. And just really, for me, it was making a decision that for 2017, for me, my word for the first quarter, for sure, and it may be my word for the whole year, is bold to be more bold. And and that means many, many things to me. Um, one of the things that I saw in that great video that, that I had mentioned to you, and let me just get the title, but it's The Art of Being Yourself by Carolyn McHugh. 
which you can find. We'll put the link up. I'll put the like link up. Said. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, she said, you know, a lot of the people that we look up to and admire, what we admire is that they're kind of larger than life, right? They're li- they're just living life to the fullest. And she said, most of us don't take up nearly the space the universe intended for us. <sighs> that touched me on such a deep level because I feel like I was taught my whole life from a young early age to shrink, to, to really shrink myself. So the idea of living into the space that the universe has actually intended for me, for my life, wow, it was, it was like this, this freedom to, to do that. Um, and she, she talked about those people, they shine and they glow like they swallowed the moon. I thought, I want to be like that. I want to shine and glow like I swallowed the moon. Um, and, and it's really our job is to not to be like anything like anybody else, to be, to, but to be, I'm going to say my job. My job is to be as good at being myself as those people I admire are at being themselves. So, you know, if, if, if somebody really wants to get into that space, I think that just reading some of these books, and I'm not saying, you know, Untethered Soul, this is the book you must read. It's going to unlock everything for you because this book sat on my shelf for years and I couldn't get into it and couldn't get into it. And last year I devoured it in a matter of days. So find the books that, that do resonate for wherever you are on your journey and and do like ask yourself those questions like who am I what do I stand for what excites me what are my core values and start to get to know yourself first because how can you live into being authentic and out there if you don't even know those questions for yourself and for me one of the greatest tools for that one was the um, the meet your soul by Alyssa Romero and what did she say in here that I just absolutely loved um, so the, I have found it to be the most, the soul stuff work. She said, I have found it to be the most effective and efficient way to get true and helpful practical answers, to manifest incredible life synchronicities and to cultivate an incredible feeling of coming home to yourself and to your divine seat in the universe. Oh, that just gives me goosebumps. Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And what you said about shrinking from your space in the universe, I think so many people, especially women, are taught to do that. And that really is a shame, isn't it? It's Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings is be the change you wish to see in the world. And yet that sounds so audacious to like, who am I to think that I can be the change? Uh, you know what would be a beautiful thing also maybe to add, I don't know how what you post with the podcast, but that beautiful quote by Marianne Williamson, you know, who am I? That's so that that's another one that just really hit me. And it, it is in a way, it's an insult to not live into our greatest self. It's an insult to our ancestors. It, it's an insult to the universe, to God, to Buddha, whatever you believe in, to not live into my greatest way of being and into who I can be the best version of myself. So I feel now, I mean, I'm 57 now. It took me a while to figure these things out. And do I have them all figured out? No, I'm, I'm forever learning. But I want to 
I want to be the best version of me and make the biggest difference in the world that I'm capable of, whether it's my little corner of of my neighborhood or whatever little ripple effect I can cause in whatever area, you know? Yeah, that's that's great, Stephanie. It's very inspirational and I love the way that you put that. It's it's really beautiful. And I'm curious, um, so you, you said that you've you spent last year really working on this and I know that there have been some things that you started doing. I'm curious to hear about some of these things that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone that you're stepping into. And uh, one that comes to mind for me is I saw this video of you swallowing fire, actual fire. What was that all about? <laughs> oh my that gosh. That was scary. Well, that was scary. So I was at an event with a hypnotist and he basically said something to the effect of, I'm going to have somebody come on stage and do something they don't want to do. And he was kind of a hypnotist slash sales guy. And I I thought, okay, I'm going to volunteer because I don't want some pl- somebody who's been planted in the audience to then just go along with this whole thing. And I thought he was going to try to sell me something, in all honesty. And it was a, yeah, he lit a wand on fire and coached me to putting it in my, like, in my mouth. And, uh... So I thought, okay, well, he already did it. So clearly it's something that humans can do and not get hurt. And what I have to do, and I was just really listen to the instructions and follow the instructions. And I did, I did it. And it's funny because we, some people uh, taped the video or shot the video, whatever, on their phones. And when we put it on Facebook, people said, that looked like, did you just put it behind your head or whatever? I was like, no, no, I trust me, it was in my mouth. And wow. I did not get burned, but it tasted like crap. But it was one of those things that it was, it was such a, a lesson, like all these kinds of things are, is that sometimes the anticipation or avoidance of doing something is so much worse than the actual doing it. It's once you make that decision and take that step, then the doing it just, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. But, you know, I think of the times I've put off doing taxes or put off doing something that I just dread. And then once it's done, it's like, oh, my gosh, that really wasn't so bad. You know, so it's it's if we can live our life like that, too, and just I, I, I just wrote something the other day in my journal. And I thought, how comfortable is your comfort zone really? So I really strive to get out of my comfort zone as often as I can. Sometimes it's dancing at Macy's, which my husband captured on video and put on Facebook, and <laughs> you know that's okay. Or dancing around at Whole Foods, or going up and giving someone a hug, or just something that is a little different because it's so easy to get into a rut and day-to-day rut and just life goes on. And I think my belief is if we're not growing, then we're stagnating. If we're not growing, we're dying. And so I want to just keep growing and learning and doing new things and new adventures. And uh, yeah, I asked myself this question. I started asking myself this question. If I could be the woman of my dreams, what would that look like? That's a great question. That sounds like something we should all be asking ourselves and taking, (laughs) taking those little baby steps in that direction, you know? That's, that's how we make real change. So Stephanie, I have a big question for you. Tell me what real happiness means to you. What is it and how do we get it? Well, for the first thing that came to mind is that happiness is a choice. 
that we get to make every day, sometimes every moment of every day. And, you know, do I live in la-la land, like oblivious to horrible things that happen in the world or do horrible things not happen in my life? Of course not. That that wouldn't be, wouldn't be real. Uh, but maybe this will put a little bit of a perspective. Last year, my husband and I were in our backyard pool and looking at each other like, is this real? Like we have a home with a pool. And that may not seem like a big deal in Scottsdale. I guess lots of people have homes with pools, but for me, it was never something that was on my radar. You know, I was a single mom. Um, after my divorce, I actually had to go on welfare to be able to get away from the marriage and everything. And so I lived in, in struggle. I, I lived in constant struggle and so to to look back on where I'd come from and where we were, and even when we met, the little house we lived in in Sugar House that had leaks all over and cracks all over, and you know we couldn't afford to to update it or anything or fix it up. We just looked at each other and and but that what what we did realize is that, you know, is our level of happiness any higher right now sitting in this pool? And it wasn't in the true sense of our day to day life, you know. We get to maybe go out more often or we travel more or whatever, and that's that's great, but that's more about freedom and ease from financial stress and burdens, et cetera. But our day-to-day level of happiness really hadn't changed that much. So it, it led me to, to think that, you know, I just chose to be happy. I remember another occasion, I had I was moving back, I'd been living in Hawaii, it was in the early 90s, I'd been living in Hawaii, I was moving back to Canada, and I'd met a, an older gentleman in, in Hawaii who was an author, and he had graciously said, you know, if you're in LA on your way home, you're welcome, I have, you know, a home on the beach, da da da, it wasn't anything, no come on or anything, so he, I stayed with him, and I met a couple, and we went out for dinner with them. And he, she had been like a debutante. He was one of the premier plastic surgeons in Beverly Hills. I mean, they had money unlike anything I'd seen. And yet anything I mentioned, like, oh, you just came back from Hawaii? Hmm, yeah, we were there. It was horrible. And, oh, Prague, yeah, we went to Europe and just our experience, it was horrible. And after that dinner, I just felt so icky for it, for how they lived there. They had everything material they could imagine, and yet she was she certainly was so unhappy. And I was sitting on the beach, looking at dolphins swimming by, not knowing if I had a job when I got back to Canada. You know, I was going to have to stay with friends, and I just was. I felt like I was in heaven. I just felt, and I thought I would not trade places for anything with people like that. And it's not to put them down in any way or anything, but it's just really to show that happiness is not dependent on our circumstances. Yeah, that's so true. Happiness is from within. And I liked what you said about it being a choice. That's very true in my experience as well. But you bring up another point that I want to talk to you about, and that is this abundance or this level of success that you've been able to achieve. One of the things I keep coming up, uh, one of the topics that keeps coming up for me as as I do my work and my writing and, and research and things is that the universe is abundant. You know, we have opportunities everywhere. 
And it doesn't really matter where you start from. It doesn't really matter if you, you know, don't have a lot of money at the moment. It's, it's like the keys to the kingdom are available to you if you are willing to go get them, if you're willing to imagine them and take the steps to go get them. So I, I know like back when you're the single mom on welfare, it's hard to see that sometimes, but it's, it's, it's really true. Do, do you find that too? It's yeah, I totally. And I remember in those days feeling so many times, like I know there's more to life. I know that this is not the life I was put on this earth to live. I didn't know, I didn't have a vehicle to express that. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I always had this yearning for more and dreams of doing more. And I wanted to make an impact in the world and make a difference in the world and make the world a better place. And I think that sometimes I, I, I would get so caught up in just survival mode that all of that kind of got put on the back burner. But I believe every human being has dreams and desires and, and wishes planted on their soul and in their heart. And if they're still long enough to listen to those and believe that with the right nurturing and the right effort, I guess, or energy put into it, that all of those dreams and desires and whispers can be achieved. But it's believing it. It's believing it is first because, I, you know, I didn't know how necessarily, but I just knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world. And now I've, I've indirectly impacted over 10,000 people um, with improving their health or their finances. That's that's a huge ripple effect. Making it, but you know what? The, don't let that be daunting because the difference we can make literally can be on your evening walk, pick up the trash that somebody threw in the park. That can be a, making a difference. Um, helping cheer up the cashier who's having a bad day at Safeway and putting a smile on her face. That can be a difference. It doesn't happen in thousands of lives. We can make a difference starting right now, today, in our own in our own life, in our family's life, in our neighborhood, in our city, it, it starts with us. Yeah, it sure does. Sometimes people get stuck in their own stories and they talk themselves out of even trying to do something because they don't think that whatever they're able to achieve would even make a difference. That's, that's so true. And I remember last time I was in, in Prague, I met a gal who, she said, every day when I log on to Facebook, I look for a post from you because it makes such a difference in my life. She's never commented, she's never clicked like, she's never interacted with anything I've done. I didn't even know she saw my Facebook posts. So, you know, doing something, let's say you have something you wanna share, don't make it about who's gonna see it or who's gonna like it or how many likes can I get or how many views I can get. Make it about if you have something to say, say it. Because the right people who need to hear your message will somehow. It'll get to them. Um, so it's really just, I, I, at the very beginning of my network marketing career, I just had to keep reminding myself, just get out of your own way, get out of your own way, get out of your own way. Because really, what's in the way of everything we want? Ourselves. We're the ones who block it. Always it's ourselves and our stories and all that. Some people call it baggage or just the, um, the limiting beliefs that we hold for our lives about we aren't smart enough or pretty enough or good enough or connected enough or rich enough or all of those things are complete fantasy. They're, they're not true. 
And you know, every, I, I believe most people, I won't speak for everyone, but I certainly have a lot of limiting beliefs and especially coming from an Eastern Bloc country and everything. But let me assure you, nobody is born with those beliefs beliefs when you're when you come into this world you're just this beautiful pure love energy possibility those beliefs are implanted so examine where they came from examine where they came from and examine if they're really true and you know I had a teacher tell me I, I was horrible at math and I took that on and believed it for decades and then I realized I'm actually really good with numbers I like numbers, but she had me convinced I sucked at it. So whatever beliefs that I'm carrying, I chose to adopt and believe, and I can choose to reprogram those beliefs with new beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. And that gives you back your power, you know, that that brings it back in. But just like you said earlier, that maybe your mission on any particular day is to cheer up the cashier at the supermarket with a kind word and that really can lift and, and um, elevate their spirits by the same token our unkind words or, or a statement like that you suck at math you know by the same token that can be someone's baggage for decades and we really have to be mindful of our words and our thoughts and our thoughts because I often will say this when I'm coaching someone and I say, would you ever talk to your best friend the way you're talking to yourself? You know, in your head, if, even if you're just thinking it, thoughts are extremely powerful. And if you don't believe that, study some of the work of, um, what is it, Imamoto, the, the Japanese photographer who took pictures of water crystals. Oh, yes. And water crystals that were that were around positive, beautiful thoughts and like peace and love. And then water crystals that were around negative thoughts or words like hate, etc. And war completely look different when photographed under a microscope. So it's very powerful. It's all energy. Yeah, yeah it's fascinating. Fascinating. That's that's really that's really cool. I'll post links to that as well on the page. And Stephanie, I think we're about out of time. I, I could sit here and talk with you for another hour if we could, but I want to thank you. And before we wrap up, what's, what's next in your life? What's coming up for you as you continue to push the boundaries of that comfort zone and step into that authentic, authentic voice? Well, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it out loud now. So what's next is I've been inspired and tapped on the shoulder for a couple of years and this year is, is is when it's going to be birthed but i want to write a book um called the untold stories of network marketing and <laughs> thank you so if anybody who's listening is a network marketer please do contact me because really i believe that in our in our industry and probably in most industries but um, that 99.9% of the time, we tell the 0.1% of the stories, those overnight success stories and the you know millionaire in 18 months stories and six figures in six months stories. And even though those stories are true, they're rare, let's be real. And yes, they should be recognized, but what about the mom who only makes 50,000 a year but gets to stay home? And I'm saying only with, you know, in quotation marks but gets to stay home and raise her children. That'll never be told on any stage in, in any network marketing company that I'm aware of. 
So I want to really kind of pull back the curtain a little bit about, on this profession and make it more accessible and more real for people. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've been reading, listening to some podcasts, so it's going to be, it's going to start with podcasts so I can interview people to gather those stories. And you've certainly inspired me on the podcast vision. And somebody else that really inspired me, it's a book I didn't mention, is um, called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And if you haven't read that, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, He has an amazing community on Facebook that I'm a part of that is truly one of the most inspiring places to be on Facebook. And his story and what he's done and in writing a book and in doing a podcast, I mean, people like that, um, I don't want to like I'm, I'm not trying to be like them anymore like we talked about earlier people like you and people like Hal and people like some of the other authors and that I've mentioned paved the way for someone like me to say you know what maybe I can do this maybe I can get that message out and this is the way to do it and and the savers ritual from the miracle morning is a huge part of uh, my day and and I think rituals success rituals are very important in whatever your endeavor is so yeah so that's what's next and I'm sweating just saying it out loud honestly I'm just having a little like (laughs) (laughs) oh it's gonna be fabulous Stephanie I'm excited to listen to the podcast and read the book that's awesome thank you thank you well thank you so much for being on the show I really enjoyed our chat and thank you everybody for listening my guest today was health and wellness coach Stephanie Blackbird You can find her entire interview and links to Stephanie's website and social media pages, as well as the other videos and books we mentioned. All of that will be on our website, readysetgrit.com. And please tune in next week at the same time for more inspirational stories and tips to help you live an extraordinary life. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit. Inspired actions, real results.